Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Happy Monday, everyone. We are so glad that you have joined us today. And I'm joined today with my good friend and also director of operations here at Marriage Helper, Jim Porto. Hey, thanks, Kimberly. Love being here today. I'm, opportunity. I'm glad that you're here. Jim, when he gets on when he gets to be on the show with me or with Dr. Beam, I mean, we he's just a breath of a different type of fresh air. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure how fresh that air is. I quoted you last week. Oh. But I had to edit the quote. I had to censor it. Censor it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Well, this one's going to be PG-13 today, I promise. Yeah, so hide your kids, hide your wife, you know, all that, all that <laughs> fun stuff. No, we're going to have a good show today. We're excited to take all of your questions and to dive into the things that you have questions about. Um, you can ask anything. A lot of our questions do tend to have to do with marriage. A lot of times it's with a marriage in crisis. But we even love taking your questions about you know, you're about to get married or, hey, mm-hmm. my husband and I, we're in a good place, but we had this fight last night. You know, what should we do? We're happy to talk to any of you about those kinds of situations. But before we dive into the questions today, Jim, um, how was your weekend? It was a great weekend. You know, we had a workshop here yeah. in Nashville mm-hmm. and uh, one of other uh, facilitators led it, but I got to step in and do a, some teaching in some different mm-hmm. areas. And then Shannon and I got to answer some questions on Sunday, which is already, a, uh, which is really a good time. Um, and what I mean by that is uh, the participants in the weekend get to ask from Shannon's point of view, what has happened, what went on, mm-hmm. how did she do certain things? And although you can't do exactly what other people do, you have to adjust, you know, your approach to your specific situation mm-hmm. in the way it's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice to see that there are, are options out there. There's nice to see that there are really powerful um, stories mm-hmm. of reconciliation and uh, even someone that's married with someone that's married to a crazy guy like me. So there's a lot of hope out there. So we had a great weekend with that, was able to be a part of it and yeah. also get a little rest. What about you? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good weekend. It's one of those things that when you have kids, you're like, we had a weekend. <laughs> a weekend happened that i don't happened. remember what we did no but it it was good excited for the start of this week um excited for maybe some fall weather to come one day i don't know we're ready for it we are ready absolutely for it. we are ready for it well if i can get my mouse to work i'll turn it on perfect all right so we are going to go ahead and go to our first caller which is kelly in michigan kelly how can we help you today can you hear us Yes, I can. Hey, um, Kelly. Well, first of all, hi. We're coming to the workshop in October. Great. So, uh, I want to just um, tell you what's been a little brief description. We've been married 27 years. My husband told me he wanted a divorce. He'd been in a one-month limerous affair, the way he describes it. Um, when we told the kids, um, I had I didn't know that it was an affair yet. And they immediately knew that it was an affair situation, and he finally confessed two days later that that's what was going on. And my kids' reaction was that um, they didn't want to have anything to do with him if he left us for another woman. 
Hmm. And um, so he left for two nights and stayed in a hotel. Um, on the second, third, or third, second or third morning, he, I called him and he was saying that, you know, he woke up shaking and he felt like his world was falling apart. And um, anyway, it led to us, me and my daughter, asking him to destroy the track phone that he had with her and to change his phone number. And he did all of that. And he came back. And we talked. He was at first. He was kind of emotionally more available and kind of talking about it. But now he's and he said he was comfortable with you know hand holding and hugging. But now he's emotionally shut off, and he doesn't initiate any physical contact. So I'm wondering if if I should address what's going on in his head, or if it would be perceived as a push. Gotcha. Well, Kelly, I'll um, I'll jump in here real quick and then let Jim give amazing guidance that I'm sure he has. But my question to you at this point would be if you are coming to the workshop in October, which is yeah. not that far away. I'm trying to remember what day it is in September. What yeah. would be your reason to ask your husband any of those questions right this second? Or right now, right this week, today. I mean, you you get what I'm saying. Um, probably because I'm impatient. <laughs> and a lot I of feel us are. Like, That's okay. Yeah, I feel like he's. I don't. I I go to a negative place, and I feel like maybe he's just using me to make himself look better in his kids' eyes. Like, oh, I tried, mm-hmm. but you see, it doesn't. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. So I go to that negative mm-hmm. place, and then I just get really like emotional. Mm-hmm. Which I completely, I mean, we can completely understand. We're doing things together. We're going out to Mm -hmm. eat and we're working out Mm -hmm. at the gym. But just he just sits on the couch at night and he just, my kids notice it too. I just feel like he's avoiding dealing with our marriage or the affair. I don't know if he's thinking about her a lot, if they're back in contact. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if that's something I need to know now or not. Well, what would he do different? I mean, so you say he's just sitting on the couch and he's avoiding things. I mean, what would be your expectation? Oh, well, I, I, I'd like him to open up and talk to me like he was when he first came back. And what would he talk uh, to you about? Um, well, I guess what he's going through. Like, I don't know what's going on in his head. Like I said, I don't know if he's he's obsessively thinking about her or he's in contact with her again. I mean, I would, I would try to deal with that in a calm way, but I don't even know what's going on. Right. So, so let's say he was talking to you about what he was dealing with in his head, like he's struggling with, Uh, how would that help you? I don't know. I guess I, I don't feel, I don't want to villainize him. You know, and that's what I'm doing in my own head right now. Mm-hmm. He's, mm-hmm. he's just using me. <laughs> I don't know. Right. 
Well, you know, uh, if we were in a coaching session, we would talk through this quite a bit. I think the part that I'd like to look at with you real quick is 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 bringing in a certain amount of, of, of reasonable thinking into this. Um, once once we've been mm-hmm. violated or once there's been a fracture in a relationship, um, it's very common for our minds to kind of take a, a fantasy trip. Um, because uh-huh. you, know, you got to think about the average person thinks somewhere around 50,000 plus thoughts a day. And in those thoughts, seven out of 10 of them are negative. So that the odds or the chances are the probability that when we think on something a lot, that when we hit the gaps, that's the stuff we don't know. What is he feeling? What's mm-hmm. he thinking? What's all these different things? Um, we're not usually good mm-hmm. with gaps. And so as a result, we fill those in. Well, if seven out of our right. thoughts are negative, they're probably going to be a negative way of thinking. So then we have a choice. The choice there is to decide what you're going to think on, Right. Now, my favorite book says, as a man thinks, that's how he goes, and that also applies to women. So what I would say to you is that you have the opportunity to choose what you're going to follow, whether or not you're going to lead your thoughts or those thoughts are going to lead you. So I want to encourage you um, to kind of pause for a minute and and just just say, how is this really going to help? Like if he – if if he's struggling, is it possible that he doesn't even know what he totally feels right now? Yes. I think um, right. Depending on the day, could it be greater or less? I mean, Shannon and I have a pretty good relationship right now, but the other day we were in some conflict. Some people would call it an argument or a fight. Mm-hmm. Of course, I did. I'd done nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but we were we were in a conflict, and in this conflict, if you would have asked either one of us, "How do you feel?" without the yeah. the filter the filter of who we are and trying to be nice, both of us would have probably been negative towards one another. Mm-hmm. And right. you know, even in a healthy relationship, if you're in a place where you're GPSing or you're looking about that people every day about how they feel, you're going to get a hit or miss in that, even in a, even in a positive and a good relationship. So if you're in a relationship that's strained, checking on that often really doesn't help you. And so knowing what he's struggling with in his mind right now may not be, may not be something that's going to really help you that much. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it's what he needs to go through um, right. where he is to think through those things. So what would I encourage you to do? I would encourage you to start directing your thoughts. When your thoughts move into a place of where you start questioning what's he up to, find somewhere to put mm-hmm. your thoughts. Because it's not going to add any value to the relationship at this point. Kimberly asked a great question a while ago. She says, you're about to come to the workshop, and that is that is the thing we offer that produces the, the best results. So you're about to come to this okay. workshop. Take a pause. Relax for a second. And, and, and I don't mean that condescendingly. I mean legitimately. Oh, I take a breath and, and, and enjoy what you currently have. Live in the space where you are. You're not in reconciliation yet. You're not in those places. And to try to live there will only frustrate you, okay? So direct your thoughts. Don't worry too much about what he's thinking, where he's going and stuff like that. Because really in the relationship issue, it's not really relevant at this point. It will be at some point. And if he's already shared some things with you, it's not likely he's going to want to share those things again. Maybe Uh there's nothing else to share. Right. Should I stop initiating, um, like holding hands and hugging because he's not reciprocating? Like I, he tells me. Has he, he told you not to? No, he, he just, he only initiated one time. He was actually the first mm-hmm. one of us to do it. And then 
he just he hasn't since. Yeah. Well, I always tell like, people, I if you have a question, ask, pushy and needy, <laughs> so like, don't guess. I'll back off. Yeah. Pardon? Well, here, here's the thing I would encourage you to evaluate, not to anybody listening. If you're going to send a te- – and, and I'm just giving this in generalization. If you're going to send a text that says, I love you, if you're going to reach out and give a hug, if you're going to give a kiss on the cheek, whatever action you're about to do that demonstrates or, or shows love, look at your motive behind it. Are you doing that in order to convey how you feel, or are you doing that to get a response that makes you feel better? Now, it's normal to want a response from that, but if, if, if you get those backwards, it will mess with you, okay? Mm-hmm. Does Can that make that sense? Again? Yeah, so if you want to hold his hand, give him a hug, send him a text that says, I love you or whatever, in doing that, it needs to be you conveying your love to him, not in order to initiate a response from him to reciprocate. Mm, okay. You and follow me? Because you're okay. probably not going to be happy with that no matter what. If you say I love you and then he says love you back, if you're doing it for that, that second area of like, you know, to see what he will do, mm-hmm. you're probably not going to be happy with the uh, love you part. You're going to be like, well, why didn't he say I? Mm-hmm. And so we wish you the best in that. Uh, Kelly, I'm so glad you're coming to the workshop. I hope we get to meet yeah. you there. And um, and I would say just just relax, take some time until you get there, and then I think you could you, okay. you will see um, a lot more ways to move forward. All right? Yeah, I would. Yep, I was a lot more positive, and then he went away for the weekend, and my mind just started going, like mm-hmm. rethinking everything. But it was going. That's good the part of the pies that's the hardest, yep. and you got to jump on the emotional, intellectual part. You mm-hmm. can control yep. that, and right? I just started the pies. I just started the pies this morning, so. Good. Thank you very jump much. Jump on it. Awesome. Awesome. Take care. Thank you, Kelly. Right. I love it, Jim. One of the things I love that you spoke of, I actually was thinking about this morning, which all goes down to the intentions we have behind things. Mm -hmm. So I had this moment this morning where um, I was working out in my garage and I kind of stepped outside and I saw through the trees that there was this beautiful fall looking setting. And so I was like, oh, I could like get really close and take a picture of it and it would look really perfect. But what I really saw was there was like this big house in the way and stuff like that. And for a minute, I was like, you know, I hate when people try and post things on (laughs) Facebook or Instagram or whatever to make it look better than what it is. But then I stopped and I thought, but isn't there something about seeing the beauty in something, even when it's not perfect? And what I went to behind that was it all boils down to the intention you have behind it. Mm-hmm. Am I wanting to see the beauty in this, see the positive? Am I wanting to be that optimistic change here? Or am I trying to just get certain responses? Absolutely. And there's a difference. It can be the same thing, but your intention behind it makes a difference because you'll react differently. Oh, without a doubt. And that mm-hmm. typically relates to how you feel after a result of it. Right. You know, so that's good. That's real good. Next, we're going to go to Irwin in Georgia. Irwin, how can we help you today? Hey, how you doing? Hey, doing um, well. Hey, Irwin. Um, so um, about three months ago, I'll give you a little bit of my situation. Um, Me and my wife separated. I left the house uh, for like two weeks. And then during that time frame, she ended up going on a dating app and basically started a emotional affair um, with somebody else. And it's been lasting ever since. And it's like, I've read the book, Dr. Uh, Joe Bean's book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like she was in limerence and even till now. And how can I tell that she's still in that limerence state? Like her actions um, have been very quirky lately, I guess. 
I'm just wondering, like, how do I know this system? What was the word that you used? Her actions have been very what? Uh, Quirky. Quirky. She'll try to communicate. Yeah, she'll try to communicate more with me. And sometime last week, she sent me a picture of uh, her, one of our kids, and myself, like, our first picture, and didn't say anything after that. And I just thought it was strange and things like that. So how do I know that she's still in that, like, glimmering state with this other person? Whew, that's a big <laughs> question. Well, if I could ask a question, Erwin, thank you for calling. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Um, why does it matter? Um, part of me would like to save the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, we could come up from that. So that's why it matters to me if if she's still in that limerent state so that, you know, I have something maybe to hold on to. I have been doing everything like um, Dr. Bean's book, basically working on the pies mm-hmm. and all that. So I've seen uh, some change in me as a person. That's good. That's really good. Well, I'm excited to hear that you're taking um, responsibility for the things that you can control, which is what you do and how you do things. You know, I I get a lot of questions from people asking me, where do I think their spouse is? What do I think their spouse feels like, thinks like, and stuff like that? And so the question I asked you is a question I ask pretty often, which is, why does that matter? There, there tends to be a desire in us as humans to evaluate a condition or a place in which we are in which to adjust our behavior. So it's like, well, is that person mad at me right now? Because if they're mad, I will do A or C. Or is that person confused? Because if they're confused, I'll do B or D. And when it comes to relationships, things like limerence and the breakdown of a relationship, we know this. A 25-year study came in, and this is what it said. It said that, that, that the result of divorce or divorce comes as a result of I don't feel loved, I don't feel liked, and I don't feel respected. A lot of times that's a result of control and things like that. So when you think of the, the elements that people end up breaking a relationship or a relationship falls apart in it, and, 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 and you think about, well, then what do I do? to restore that relationship. It's about positive emotional connection. Now, so whether a person is in limerence or they're not in limerence, the things you do don't really change. For instance, let's say she was deep in limerence with no interest in you whatsoever. And this is somewhat rhetorical, but what would you do different? I mean, would you all of a sudden be super nice to her and be kind to her and listen to her and be a safe place as she takes bricks down, all these different things that we teach? Well, of course you would. But then I would say, well, what if she's not in limerence anymore? What if she's she's finished with that relationship and she's just kind of in limbo in regards to relationships go? Then what would you do in the different? You know, would you not be nice anymore? Would you not be safe? Would you do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, sometimes, I would, what, uh, like I've been. Oh no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say sometimes what happens is we start worrying too much about where people are, and 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 I understand it because I do it myself. Let me be clear. But what you want to be consistent in is in what you do, and those things don't change whether that is one month, six months, eight months. And by the way, when you go through reconciliation, the two of you back together, and things are just firing on all eight cylinders. You'll still be doing the same things. Now, what you will adjust in some of those is what we call expectations of what you expect from her. Someone's in limerence. I don't expect them to respond very well at all to me, okay? Um, But if they're out of limerence and we're moving towards reconciliation, I can adjust those um, a little bit differently. 
All right. But when it comes to your behavior, bro, I just want to tell you, stay strong in your pies, work mm-hmm. the emotional, intellectual part as much as you can. Make sure mm-hmm. that, you know, you're not dwelling, thinking, obsessing on this relationship, because even in healthy relationships, no one obsesses over that relationship um, and keep doing the things that add value that do positive emotional connection. Right. That's good. Yeah. Also, I'll, I had another thing like, um, what could I do? Because we have two kids together, and um, there was a point in time where she brought the guy over to the house and had him sleep over the house while the kids were there. And one of our kids mm-hmm. basically saw that, and it made him feel some type of way. So, how can I help my son deal with that, with with the whole situation? How old is your son? Eight years old. He's eight. I have an eight and a three-year-old. Yeah. And what is has he brought it up multiple times to you? Yes, he uh, he has. He told me that you know this guy, uh, the situation has made him feel very angry, and he basically tells me that there's something that he could do about it. Uh, tell his mom to break up with this guy, and you know that he's an adult and that he could do something about it, basically. Mm-hmm. And when's the last time he brought this up to you? Um. It was um, about a week, a week and a half ago when I was uh, uh, with them. Okay. And is this, does this come out of a discussion about the relationship, or he just spontaneously, like you're in the middle of watching SpongeBob, and now all of a sudden he just brings it up? Uh, so it's a little bit of both. Sometimes it'll come out on its own, and then sometimes we could just be, uh, we could just have, be having a conversation, and then you know it'll come out. A conversation about the relationship or in general? In general. Okay. Well, you know, um, I don't know your I don't know your son well. Um, it, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be unrealistic to feel like you know that bothered him. He's obviously voiced it to you. Um, I, I would be careful about how you say things or what say thing how you, or what you say to him rather so what what is it what have you told him in the times that he has um responded to you um i basically tell him that you know it's adult business and that you know he doesn't need to be involved in that stuff and you know that he needs to basically like not worry about that situation that it's between me and his mother mhm well, here's what I would encourage you to do, and I think that was safe what you told him. Um, you know, a lot of times what people want is to be heard, mm-hmm. um, even if you're eight years old, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I just want to know you heard me. And if we're not careful, although your advice is good um, it, it, and is accurate, uh, he may not have felt he was heard. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that you could, you might be able to do that, again, I don't know your son, so but you're going to have to try to make it work. And that is telling him, maybe validating that. It could be something like saying, what's his name? Uh, Joe. All right. So, hey, Joe, buddy, I just want to tell you something. I admire the fact that you love your mommy and you want to protect her. That's really high quality. Thanks, man. That means a lot. And I just want you to know your mom's going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Um, and, and we're working on that right now. So um, give me an opportunity to work on it. You stay loving your mom, encouraging your mom. And uh, if I need some of your help, I'm going to let you know. Mm-hmm. You're hearing him, you're involving him, and, and, and you're letting him know that you're not going to throw him away or he's going to have to figure it out, but he's a part of it. And you can figure out a way to say that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that could be yeah. helpful. It is. It All right, Erwin. Really help All right. I appreciate, I appreciate your advice. Thank you very much. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, Keep Irwin. you in mind. Take care. 
Mm, that's good. It's always hard when there's kids involved. Yeah, you know, people want advice a lot about kids. Yeah, the hard part about that is is when you're in that age group between mm-hmm. about, I don't know, eight, seven or eight and 50, <laughs> there's an understanding and a comprehension thing that's a struggle there. And I think that right. what has to happen is it needs to be age appropriate. Right. But it's a rule of thumb with kids. They want to know they're safe. Right. They do. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And that they're loved mm-hmm. and that they're they're scared of being abandoned, mm-hmm. you know. And so details don't really matter. Being right. able to assure them, not offer some fake stuff to them, but be able to speak right. to them like, like who they are, I think it'll be really powerful. Absolutely. So um, thank you again for that call, Erwin. We're going now to Kim from Arizona. Kim, how can we help you today? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you yes. great. Okay. I have really bad cell service at my home, so I apologize. Well, don't move. Choppy. <laughs> I'm, I'm Where you are now is perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Okay. So I've been married 19 years. We celebrated 19 years in July. Um, We went on a big family vacation over the summer and um, about uh, less than two months ago. So I'm sorry, about five weeks ago, I confronted my husband because he had some behavior that was suspicious. Um, I suspected he was talking to another woman and uh, and he immediately admitted that he was and was very indifferent and cold in that moment, not surprised or embarrassed or, you know, he was, he wanted to be caught. Um, he said that at that point he had only been talking to this woman for about two weeks as a coworker. And now that I understand limerence, I mean, I think he went in, I don't know if you can go into a limerence state that fast, um, but he clearly made it made it very clear immediately that he can't have any physical contact with me. And so for now, you know, five weeks or so, we've we're just roommates. We are sleeping in the same room. Um, he's kind. He's polite, respectful to me and the kids. Um, you would never know anything's changed. Um, I, my question for you is I don't know my role. I'm, I'm being very smart about my contact. I wasn't in the beginning, but I am now. Um, I'm, re- I'm ready to ride out this storm while he goes through this process of limerence and in the valley. But I don't know, um, do I blatantly ignore when he, like yesterday, he said, I'm going to be gone for a few hours, which means he's going to be with this other woman. He'll just leave. And... When he comes back, we just pretend like nothing happened. Does that make me a doormat? Um, do I make plans as a family? I don't know how much to include him. He's completely indifferent towards me besides surface talk. Long question. He's completely right. indifferent towards you besides what? What was the last thing you said? Small talk. Like we can have small, small talk. talk. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But it's not like he's initiating a lot of small talk, but – I'm a, I've been on a health journey for myself for, since about May and getting fit. I'm glad I started that before this all came about. So I already mm-hmm. have that part of my pie going. <laughs> but I get up every day and walk. He'll, he was volunteering to come walk with me. But it was he's trying to get himself fit for this other woman. <laughs> um, I just I'm not trying to make any deep conversation with him anymore. I don't want to appear that I'm pulling back and and um, indifferent now in return. I'm trying to give him space, but I don't want that to be interpreted that I don't care. 
or I just don't know my role. He's made it very clear he wants yeah. to leave and start over. Um, Why hasn't he left? If it doesn't work. Um, that's a good question. I, we can't afford for him to leave. He can't afford to leave. But he has not used the word divorce. He's totally mm-hmm. dodging the word. But he says, I know that this woke me up. Meeting this person made me realize how miserable I am here. And I don't see any possibility mm-hmm. of it being different. After 19 years, no, it's not going to be different. And mm-hmm. I want to start over. Well, he's not thinking logically. He's really starting over in right. that cut and dry, right? We know that. Um, yeah. Hey, Kim, so can I ask I you do- a question? Yeah. How are you doing right now? So are you, I mean, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, are you doing, do you feel like you're doing well or are you falling apart? You sound like you're being really strong. So I'm just trying to get a gauge on how you're handling this whole situation. Well, I am a person of faith. Um, Mm -hmm. I jumped deep into my seeking God spiritually, you know, for his help and strength. And I, that's that whole piece that passes all understanding. I have really done well. If you had told Mm -hmm. me that this was coming and I'd respond this way, I would not have believed you. Um, (laughs) I have my moments because I'm human. I'm crushed. Um, I'm sad Mm -hmm. that he's not opening, opening up and talking, but having understanding now that I've come to your site, I have a lot of hope. I feel like I have enough hope Mm -hmm. for both of us that Mm -hmm. the storm will pass. And mm-hmm. um, I overall, I'm doing really, really good. I am. Mm-hmm. I've, so what would you do yeah. differently at this point? Differently, like what do you mean? So like when you're differently present. So would you, what are you looking, because the question that you were asking at the beginning was, I feel like I'm being a doormat. I don't know if I should say something or if I should do things differently because you didn't say these exact words. I can't remember the ones you said, but there was um, a spirit of you feel like you're condoning if you're not saying anything against it. Is that kind of what you were, what you're asking? Um, Yeah, a little bit. I know if I bring it up, that's going to be a push behavior. Um, I I just oh, right now feel I feel a little bit like if I just pretend like nothing's going on, that is that enabling him, and is it um, could he perceive me as you know not would he lose respect for me because I'm just allowing this to go on and like there's I know it's not my job to issue consequences, <laughs> but. I mean, this is a hard, so it's a hard conversation to have in six minutes because there's just so much going on that if you were working with a coach, that the coach would be asking you deeper questions, getting more of the, of the knowledge behind it. Jim can speak to that much better than I can as he is over all of our coaches. But I mean, and not knowing your full situation. I understand your question. And do we at Marriage Helper believe that you should have the ability to set boundaries and what we call stops and things like that? And do we believe that you should not be a doormat? The answer is yes. But every situation is different. Yeah, he's not being rude. He's not being disrespectful. And he's told me many times he's been very kind. Like he's very surprised. Mm -hmm at my response. And he actually, when he admitted to the affair, he said, I'm, I thought you would be relieved. 
he really thought that I was in the same place as him as, you know, being really not into the marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we're still in the same bedroom. We're still, mm-hmm. I, in the beginning, I was trying to be very cordial and very like serving him and doing, you know, putting, doing a lot of domestic stuff to bless him and extend grace. And now I feel like I should probably pull back, but I don't want to be blatantly obvious that I'm just like, you're on your own. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, I just very gray how to cohabitate when he is clearly made up his mind. However, we are supposed to be coming to the workshop in November. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, good. <laughs> I, I just think now I, well, I think I said to him, if you could come to this and you make an educated decision, you still want to leave, I will yeah. release you. Now I'm like, he's just going to think, he went out on a walk to talk to the other woman right after I said that to him, and he's probably like, we just got to make it through till November, and then she'll release me. <laughs> well, you don't know what he's thinking, so I would encourage you to not read too much into those things right now. Jim, what, what, what would you have to say here? Well, you know, thank you for your stand. I, I will tell you that it's, it's, it's refreshing to, um, to hear your, your attitude towards it, and I know you have good and bad days, and um, – and I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. I will t- I will tell you this. It's a pretty common question that occurs of people wonder if they're doing it. Well, actually, more of they feel like. And many times the way we feel is based on our perspective. Um, so so if you can reframe things, sometimes that can that can be a little more helpful. In other words, you're still in control of every decision you make. So is someone using you if you choose to allow them to have some amount of grace in there? Well, not really. You're offering grace. So you could look at right now that you're offering towards your husband some grace, some latitude for him to discover where he is. Now, does that mean enabling? Well, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think if you were giving him a ride to the other woman's house or making phone calls and setting appointments up between him and the other woman, that would be enabling. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. Um, okay. But not being a, a lot of times people, and I'm not saying this is you, but with my experience with clients in the past, a lot of times the way they process enabling is they, uh, they're not fighting them every day on it. In other words, I disagree with this. You're doing wrong. That's not right. You're hurting me. You're hurting the kids. And then they're like, well, if I'm quiet, am I enabling them? Well, no, you're just not punching him in the gut every time he makes a bad decision. So you can reframe that. You know, and if you think logically about it, which is not easy in this time because most of this is emotional, um, if you think logically about it, he didn't stop yesterday. If if you don't tell him you don't want him to be in an affair, he's not going to go, oh, I wonder if she changed her mind. He knows that about it, right? And so, like I said, unless you're doing something that helps him to do it, I don't call that enabling. If I'm giving you something, in other words, if I let you, and let me bring it to something that's not relationship. If, if I take, go out to eat with you two or three times a week and I choose to pay and, and my friend walks up and says, man, that person's just using you. I'm like, no, they're not because I choose to do that. You can't use okay. me if I'm choosing to do that. So see, this is your response in mercy and grace to give him something that he may not even deserve right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very and powerful place true. to be. I, you know, the whole, the five love languages that people talk about and mine is acts of service. So it naturally, it comes natural for me. Now that's not his love language, but mm-hmm. um, I recently stopped working. And so now I'm home and I love to be domestic and serve my family. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing a lot to serve him and it's truly out of joy. And pa- I see him with God's eyes 
and I just love him unconditionally. But I don't want to do so much that he that it could be you know maybe a push. Like I'm sucking well, up I don't to know him. That things become pushes. I think we spend too much time worrying about what we're doing, and some of the times it's just real obvious. Okay, so what, okay. the encouragement I would offer you there is don't do anything you're not able to continue. I had a client one time say, "I'm going to write my husband a uh, a love note every day for the rest of our life," and I wow. said, "Girl, you might want to pause a minute. That's 365 <laughs> just in the first year." I can't think of that many good things to say about anybody, you know. So you might want right. to make sure you don't don't do things you can't continue. Don't mm-hmm. try to pay back for what you didn't do in the past. Start now doing what adds value, what brings love, like, and respect, mm-hmm. and do that consistently. And do it without the expectation of return yeah. or reciprocation, that's especially at this point. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that's the way you want to do it. And then we just pray that, hey, no matter what his decision is right now, we're hoping as we get to the workshop mm-hmm. that, that he has some answers um, to even what's going on in his own mind. And yeah. so I'm looking forward to you guys right. being here in November. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Kim. I- it's been interesting. I feel like he grew a second head. I don't recognize him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I've I mean, seen that a bunch of times. No thank problem. You thank help. you, Kim. Thank Take care. you. Next, we're going to go to Joel in North Carolina. Joel, how can we help you today? I'm doing okay today. How about you guys? Doing pretty good. Pretty good, man. That's good. Hey, um, about a month ago, um, it's been my wife of 22 years told me she wanted to separate. Um, mm-hmm. Basically said I was holding her back. Um, she's always taking care of other people. You know, like her mom had cancer, passed away. Her sisters were five and two. We got pregnant with our oldest at the time. So, I mean, I agree with some of that. Um, I just don't understand how, you know, all of a sudden after 22 years, she wants nothing to do with me. You know, she don't want to talk to me, text me no more. Still staying in the same house. She's moved in. My oldest has moved out, graduated college and all that. She moved into her room in the air mattress, goes in there at night, locks the door. You know, wants nothing to do with me at all. Um, swears up and down. There's nobody else. Um, I've looked at phone records, which my friend told me not to do it because it becomes an addiction and then you want things to change and nothing changes. Um, so I've looked at phone records and, and she's messaging some people. She claims there's nothing going on with just friends. Um, I probably shouldn't have done it. I went in her purse and found a receipt for like a, a hotel. Now, so... I just don't know what to do or to think, you know, I've talked to some buddies um, that have been through things because they obviously, you know, I've started going to a counselor because I'm trying to be proactive about this. So I don't, I guess, you know, get to a point where I'm really in a dark place, but I just mm-hmm. don't know what to do. And maybe mm-hmm. looking for some guidance. Um, I talked to, I don't have a lot of like girlfriends and things like that. One of my buddies came over and he's don't want to turn me on to you guys because he'd watch a bunch of his, your guys' videos when him and his wife were going through separation, they're back together. And he actually brought his wife over one day and he said that um, he was the same way, like trying to, trying to push and pry and pry. And I told, I just wanted to be left alone. She said, the more you do that, the more she's going to push away and doesn't want to be with you. It's just really mm-hmm. tough. And that's been the hardest pill to swallow after 22 mm-hmm. years of marriage. We realized those three hearts got very young and all that. Um, 30 probably years together and now all of a sudden she wants nothing to do with me <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know finding the receipt and all that I'm just like you know don't know what to think or do you know <laughs> should I confront should mm-hmm. I not confront you know, people are saying don't confront it just would make it worse so mm-hmm. I know that's Joel, a lot <laughs> so, so sorry for everything you've discovered and everything you've gone through in just the past month that's a lot for such a short period of time but thank God for friends yeah Thank oh, God for, for sure. friends who are willing to step in and, and walk alongside you. Um, 
Whew, Jim, where where do you start with all of all of what's going on? <laughs> yeah, you know, I I am sorry, but I, I you know what you're doing in regards to your behavior, kind of snooping and looking around, I think mm-hmm. is, is, is a response that many people take. Um, we want to know what's going on. Um, we don't want to be surprised. We're hoping we're going to see something different. There's a lot of motivations behind it. Um, and, and I agree with your Fred, the struggle or the challenge with that is that it becomes something we begin to trust mm-hmm. for our future when really mm-hmm. we're interpreting what's there. We don't know what's there. And it, it could be something that's fairly clear or obvious in regards to what's there's a hotel receipt why would she be there stuff like that you know you could spend an inordinate amount of time worrying or thinking about that and it's not going to add one iota one mm-hmm. piece to what you need to do um so i want to encourage you first of all to do everything you can to distract yourself mm-hmm. from snooping i told a client the other day he had his wife's passwords and i said tell your well, i didn't tell him this but we were talking through it and and he came up with it, and I, and I agreed with him, and that was he was going to tell his wife, hey, look, I know your password, and I know things are shaky. You might want to change your passwords, and and he came up with that, and it was kind of wow. odd. I know some of you are listening right now, and you're like, what are you talking about, Jim? Are you crazy? No, because it's a symbol of respect. In other words, I don't want to control you. I'm not trying to get into your business. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to do something um, uh, that will offend you in that manner. And as crazy as this is, I have seen many people who are in an affair. And, and, and so if you, if you put a weight on damage or pain, um, uh, you know, they're causing pain being in this affair. And their, their spouse snoops, gets into their email, breaks into one of their Facebook or something like that. And they, the spouse that's in the affair is greatly offended that they invaded their privacy. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the weight of the, of the damage or pain, well, you know, okay, I broke into your stuff, um, but I'm not having an affair. It doesn't, hmm. it doesn't equate. They don't go across, and the person's usually very offended and very mad, and it becomes another thing you have to overcome during that period. So being able to be honest and not be caught but be able to step forward, as weird as that feels, may work for you. So I'm not telling you to do that, but I am telling you that yep. snooping's really not going to help you in general, okay? Um, when yeah. someone's in this position, I say it a lot. I know I sound like a broken record, but it's about positive emotional connection. Even if, if someone's in an affair, the affair is not the problem. The affair is a symptom of that problem. In other words, I disconnected from my spouse emotionally. Now I put the wall up because I, for whatever reasons, and then here I am, and, and someone else comes along and is kind to me. I start interpreting that some way. I take bricks down. They take bricks down. Next thing you know, we're building intimacy, and we end up emotionally caring for each other. So the affair is a, a, a symptom of the broken relationship that did not become evident maybe for a while. Kimberly was reading a report to me and talked to me about a report this morning in one of our meetings. And she said mm-hmm. that, that um, in one of the researches, it indicated that people did not even seek help or counseling until seven years after the problem uh, presented itself, right? So, so there, it, there's probably a breakdown way before. Mm-hmm. Long story to get to, the way you can best serve right now your relationship is for you to be as positive in regards to the emotions you're evoking in her. That means yeah, when you're speaking you. with her, dealing with her, what does she feel like? 
And this is very powerful because it produces something called the uninfluenced state of emotion later. And basically that means this, the way she feels that when she's with you um, will be the way she feels when she's not with you. So she doesn't feel safe, secure, respected while you guys are talking about anything, TV show, food. (laughs) And when she's away, she's going to have a negative response towards you, which then opens the door up to other influences. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm worried about and scared. That's my biggest fear is her finding someone else that, like you said, that all of a sudden – the emotional, all that's there, even though I've always shown her affection and told her, you know, yeah, um, I'm attracted to her and all that. And she's lost a bunch of weight lately, too. So that I know mm-hmm. not bad mouthing women at all. You know, we're all different in our own ways, but I've heard that women can go through some, you know, is it a midlife crisis thing? She's, you know, 42. You know, I mean, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of things that you know pop in my head and my mind starts wondering. And that's maybe good or bad, well, of course. sometimes, you know. Well, it's usually when minds wonder, it's not good. And right. so this is the part no. where you can control, which is you control your thoughts. You decide where you're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. So once that thought comes in, you might not be able to control the initial um, thought. You can control what you choose to do with that. Mm-hmm. And so replacing it with someone else or something else, rather, choosing to think on something else. Because think about it. Watch. Now stay with me for a second. Okay. You can't control whether or not she talks to someone, connects with someone, anything else out there. And to worry about that only reduces your energy, takes away from your ability mm. to think properly, and so drains much. you. You mm-hmm. follow what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah, I had a buddy so that gave me good thing- advice. No, I'm a, I'm a mm-hmm. male, and I'm also a firefighter, and I want to fix things. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Joel, you right. cannot fix this. No, but you can fix some things. So number one, you can fix how you think. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you start taking authority in the way you think and not dwelling. It's going to be helped if you don't snoop, if you're not doing it. It's going to be helped if you're not asking questions that right now getting the answer won't matter anyway. Mm -hmm. What you can fix and control is your behavior, how you behave Mm -hmm. as a result of that relationship, what she sees and can interpret in that because you're building positive emotional connection. And that's where the real answer is here. It won't work overnight. It doesn't happen in a week um, because it didn't break in a week. But this is the best thing you could start doing in regards to the future of the relationship. You're investing in the future right now by how you respond, how you react, and how you treat her. And you've got to find a way to not worry about the things uh, that you just – you literally can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of ways to get peace. And this is the last thing I'll say, um, Joel. There, there's a number of ways to get peace. We can deny the situation. We can reframe the situation. We can accept the situation or we can change it. And there's a piece of this that I think you can get some peace in if you can accept where you guys are right now, which is there's a broken relationship. you got a marriage certificate, but that doesn't mean you have a marriage. And so what you have to do at that point is say, you know what, I need to pause and realize we're not in a good space. But that also means that we can do other things or I can do other things to make this better regardless of what she does. And so this mm-hmm. puts a lot of, of, of hope in your arena to be able to control that really has nothing to do with her. And, and I'm sure you can do that, man. And that was what I would encourage you to do right okay. now. Okay. Well, I appreciate your time and taking my call. And definitely some words of wisdom. And I appreciate that, Jim. Thank you, bud. Thanks for. Oh, and be careful who you talk to, man. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard too. You know, don't. My counselor yeah. told me don't be telling everyone. But you know, when I'm at the firehouse, you know, they're my buddies, my brothers. You know what I mean? They've got my back. But yeah, like you said, I, I mm-hmm. hear what you're saying. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I totally get okay. it. Their situation's not yours, so you want to be careful about that. Yeah, exactly. So all right, all right, thank brother. You, Jim. Thank you have a you. great one. All right.
All right, brother. Too, Thank you, Joel. All right. Well, we're going to try and go to one more caller, maybe two. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to go to Kathy in Florida. Kathy, how can we help you today? Oh, I need help with boundaries and how to make well, effective boundaries. <laughs> that is a good question and a hard question and a question a lot of people have, Kathy. Okay, For this sure. one's a little bit more specific. I want to deal with financial boundaries. Okay. We are D-Day was a year and a half plus ago. We're trying to work to reconciliation. We have some shared information, but we don't have full transparency. But the money keeps disappearing, and we have lawsuits involved where hmm. I am partially liable. So okay. I can't sit there and say, I'm not going to pay this bill or I'm not going to cover that because I work from home. I have to pay those bills so I have the power, the light, and all of that. I can't mm. affect anything that's with the attorneys, but I keep getting dinged because of what's happening on the other side. And I can't push and say, no, I don't want you giving money to this individual anymore. I don't want you covering their expenses because you're not covering your expenses here at home. I can say that till the cows come home and it's not going to effective change. I can only change me. So how can I put in a boundary that I have absolutely no teeth in and make it effective? <laughs> hmm. That's my quantity. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things that people confuse, and I'm not, I don't know if this is you or not, so you'll have to see if it applies, Kathy. One of the, th one of the things people do with stomps and boundaries is they begin to looking, looking at them rather on how they can place them on their spouse, okay, which means I need to do a boundary, which means I need to tell him, and this isn't yours. I'm just giving some examples, but I need to tell him he can't see her anymore, or I need to tell him he can't spend this anymore, or I need to tell him X. And really, that's not really what boundaries are. Boundaries are really about safety for you um, and what you can control. Yeah, right. So, see, it, 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 it and makes those boundary to put a boundary is, you can't do anything my, with, right? My safety is having enough money in the account because I know the money goes in there to pay mm -hmm. the mortgage, pay the electric, pay the gas, to keep these utilities on in the house. Sure. And my, the problem is this is comes goes to shared money, so it's not like mm -hmm. I can't I can't cover it all by myself. He can't cover it all by myself. We have to merge it, but then mm -hmm. everything ends up being late and incurring additional penalties because sure. the funds are being diverted. So I can't oh, sorry, say man. no, don't do that. That is outside of my purview. But Why how can that, I get I it across that right. I? I'm missing something there. Because so, I can't control his behavior. So either you guys are not in reconciliation. Yep, that was my question. Yeah. Or because how is that? I'm confused. How can you not well, say, Well, let's hey, put it this way. You know? I say we're not in reconciliation. He says we are. Okay. Okay. So then, because so then we why do have a lot, we live together, we sleep together, we create a lot of positive impacts. That last affair is over. This is a whole nother one going on. And I'm like, so I know so we can't do anything. Right and right now, yeah. 
Okay, all right. That's an important piece that we kind of left out of this right now because I was thinking, okay, you guys are in reconciliation, so you're not in reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Whatever he says, I mean, I, I can I respect yeah. his opinion. It's just not. So you cannot be in reconciliation if another person is 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 involved in it. Okay. Um, yeah. And so this makes it a whole lot more complicated mm-hmm. um, than just the two of you trying to figure out, you know, who gets to spend money. Um, mm-hmm. That's the age old yeah. uh, struggle between men and women since uh, since Adam and Eve and the apple. Yeah. So yeah, mostly so the, what I've done so far is like, look, as long as you give this much, what we mutually agreed upon to the household funds, I don't say a word. It's when you start yeah. diverting from that, I don't direct any of the other funding outside of that. I don't put a judgment. Mm-hmm. I don't. But has he been doing that? So you he had been doing it, and then stuff. he stopped, and now he's back to doing it again. So then what was oh, – so he is currently doing it again. Yeah, he's, he's currently, currently pulling the money enough. out again. Oh, he's okay. He's currently pulling the money out again. So when you set that yeah. boundary or that stop, what was the consequence for him not following through with it? Bingo. Ergo the problem. I mean, the only consequences that I have control of right now is I can move out and try to find something I can live on on my own salary, and then everything goes down the drain, and we completely lose it. But I was also advised by attorney, because I did check before because of all the lawsuits, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. will put even more consequences on me. Mm -hmm. Because I have to wait and deal with the fallout from all the lawsuits. Right. Well, There's, you know, there I, are yeah, lots of dollars riding on this stuff from the last right. affair. Very, very sorry about that. Mm-hmm. These, these things get so convoluted when, mm-hmm. you know, it's like little layers that happen back and forth. And mm-hmm. I, I I wish we had time one-on-one to speak that you were with one of our coaches or something like that to be able to get a little deeper into some understanding mm-hmm. here, because I want to be careful. I'm not just throwing things right. at you. Um, you know, yeah. these situations, first of all, let me say this, your husband's not extra crazy, not extra evil or anything like that because he's doing that. Um, and and, and no, that's he's important. a good man so maybe, making a bad decision because he hurts. Right. And I think that's a, a something to say for our listeners as well, which mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm constantly seeing and hearing things from people that say, well, but my husband or my wife is doing this. Mm-hmm. And, and when I hear it, I go, well, that's not uncommon. I mean, for them to, to take money and divert it, it's, I'm not saying it's not wrong and it's not painful. I'm just saying don't make mm-hmm. it more evil than what it is. And mm-hmm. so, so he's doing those things. I, I don't know how to change that. Um, in any way that's practical. I can help you with how you're addressing it, how you're thinking about it. Maybe he'd be willing to mm-hmm. talk to someone. I really do want to encourage you to talk to someone, an attorney that knows exactly where you are and can give you some options on what to do because right mm-hmm. now you've got, you've got to make decisions mm-hmm. that both consider the long term of the relationship, right. but at the same time address the, 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 the security of where you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so if you have if you have kids you have to take care of, or you have to be careful about taking care of yourself. You're worried about these things. 
that I'm not talking about a preemptive strike. I'm not talking about taking the, um, you know, like a, the aggression towards it, but rather looking at some no. options to look at because he either, you know, I, I choose to think he's just not thinking right right now. He's definitely distracted and messed up in that in the way he's thinking. He's doing these things. Maybe if you talk to him once more and say, hey, you're back to that, because I assume he knows you know about the affair, right? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know? Does he know? Oh yeah, you know? I mean, it's he. He could be like the old Fred Flintstone cartoon, where it had guilty flashing on his forehead in a neon sign. Okay, but let me. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not. I, and I, I love Fred Flintstone. Don't get me wrong. So. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but that's how obvious the changes in behavior are. You don't have yeah, to go look for anything. It just announces. That's them. not exactly what I asked, though. Let me try this again. It's not your fault. It's mine. With in how I phrased it. So does is does he know that you know that he's in an affair? In other words, you said, "Hey, I know you're in an yes. affair," and he says, "That's right. I'm in an affair." Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, then in that arena, then you're both aware of what's going on. And so um, you have to either decide, one, how much you want to deal with it. But if he knows and you know, then you could have a conversation that says, hey, bud, you know, you're taking that money again. You know that we need it. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just asking you to respect what we have right now for both of our future, no matter what you choose to do. Mm-hmm. And so you're not controlling him or trying to move him in any particular direction. Just rather stay focused on the mutual benefit. What we call this is an approach motive. And the approach motive says there's a mutual benefit in this. And because of that mutual, mutual benefit, you may do or not do something, which is the opposite of what we call an avoidance motive. And avoidance is you choose to do something or not do something based on the pain it causes. So I would encourage you to, to, to reach out with an approach motive. Hey, here's the advantage both of us have if you can stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, we're going to both be in trouble or in pain over it and see how that works. But I would definitely look out and see what kind of legal, what you need to do when it comes to an attorney, because I just don't know anything about that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I appreciate that. My goal is still to get him to to Tennessee, but... Yeah, yeah, we'll we'd get love there. To have you I've come up from a flat out no to a to a maybe, so maybe That's in good. this year we'll make it there. <laughs> That's a huge progress. That's, That's a huge progress. Goal. You're in a marathon, not a sprint. Keep right. that in mind. That's right. Yep. Thank you, Kathy. All right. Thank you so much, and I will try that. Thank you. All right, we're gonna go to one last caller, Jim. You ready? Oh man, I'm 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 ready. Let's I'm do this. this. Aaron from Tennessee. Aaron. Can you hear us? Uh, yes. Uh, my name is Aaron. First time calling. Um, appreciate the call. My wife Welcome, um, man. left. Thank you. Uh, left about four months ago and we're separated. Uh, about five mm-hmm. weeks ago, she filed papers. Um, mm-hmm. No affairs, no financial problems, a lot of stress. She was homeschooling the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were building our dream home together and living with the in-laws, my, my parents, for about a year as we were building. And then mm-hmm. I think just the stress got to her. She got depressed. And um, we got, I got counseling right off the bat. Within three sessions of counseling, the counselor said, I want to see you guys separately. Um, mm-hmm. I stopped with the, um, the house building, which was uh, completely stopped that. Um, got us a house where her and I were in. It's our, actually our first house that her and I built together. It's only a two-bedroom, two-bath. We've got three kids, so they're all staying in one room right now. Um, oh. And then they're all in, home, in, all in school, uh, public school now. So all those three major stresses are gone, but she still wants out of the marriage. And um, I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, Aaron, I'm so sorry for everything that's going on. You know, you, it sounds like you've tried to do everything you can um, from what you've heard, from what she said, maybe what is the, what is the one question that we could help you with most today? Well, the, the biggest question I have right now is uh, as of this morning, she filed, I, I filed back after she filed saying, I don't want a divorce. I want to do a word of reconciliation. I want to do counseling, do some type of either marriage helper, focus the family or something where we mm-hmm. can do more counseling. I think it is reconcilable. Even the counselor that she's talking with says it can be reconciled. There's nothing here that, I mean, there's, but she's just, I don't know. Um, and so right now I'm, I'm still paying everything. I've not made it hard on her. I have the kids every other week right now. Um, I'm taking care of the, she pays the bills. I still make the money goes in joint account. I'm not made it easy on her. I mean, I made it easy on her. There's nothing that I'm providing everything still for her, everything. And I don't know. I've, I didn't want to rock the boat on anything. So I, I just want to give her time, some space, but am I just doing too much? Um, and I, I just don't know if I just continue on, because I'm trying to love her, like Ephesians 5 talks about, give yourself, and I'm, I'm still doing that. I want to do it, but I don't know if I'm just enabling or because I'm not giving her an incentive to get a job or do anything. I'm just giving her time and space has right she, now. And now has she to... given yeah, – go I know you said that there was a lot of stress, but has she given a reason for wanting out of the marriage? Uh, she just wants to be happy. That's what she said? Is pretty much – yes. She loves soccer. Uh, a lot, um, very athletic marathon runner, and mm-hmm. just wants to go have fun and enjoy soccer. We're both men, uh, both in, you know, have a very strong in our church. She started going back to church. Uh, doesn't set with me, um, but um, and she has a good support system around her, I believe, and I do too, which is great for both of us. Mm-hmm. But she mm-hmm. still, even even the support system I know she has, are telling her to work out. To it, it, there's a lot here in the marriage. Uh, um, I don't know. I just, I, I can't, I can't, I can't reconcile it in my mind. Yeah. It sounds like there are a lot of unknowns, even with her, her answers, there's still, it, it does seem like there might be some gaps. Um, so your question right now is simply what, I mean, what do you do? What do you do from here? And that's well, what I do a number, a number of realms. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. You know, if I could offer an encouragement to you, my friend, and that is, um, we don't really know what happiness means at this point by her and mm-hmm. and uh she she there's a strong probability she doesn't know what that exactly looks like it's probably the result of her not feeling happy for some particular reason in the relationship i don't know what that is as well we'd have to talk a little more and maybe look into that um, what you can do, um, and, and you know, people consider this way too lightly, and it really is a foundation of what we teach, and that is that you can really become an expert at your pies, um, mm-hmm. physical, intellectual, yes. emotional, and spiritual, not just physical, not just spiritual, but the way you think, um, the way you're acting, mm-hmm. those things are important. So uh, I, this is going to sound crazy, maybe to a little bit. If you don't have a hobby, you need to get a hobby. You need to get something that distracts you from the focus on this relationship because the obsession is not going to be healthy. It's going to actually work against you in the way you think, and you cannot separate the fact that the way you are thinking is the way you're going to behave. It's going to contribute to the outward um, um, behavior of what you're doing. So finding a way to get some respite to step away from this relationship is important Um, and and just release – 
the 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 thought process that says what is she thinking what is she about i need to understand that because what that really is saying and a lot of people don't get this and you probably do but when you're worried a lot about what is she thinking and what she's doing what you're really asking is how can i fix this and and you i wrote down the first thing i wrote down when you started type while i was speaking was don't fix this don't try to fix something you don't know is broken and if you're not careful, you're going to run around trying to fix different things, address different things, confront different things in order to make it better. And you may end up really, really tired working on mm-hmm. things that don't even matter to her. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. okay. So the best thing you can do right now is make yourself healthy. Make yourself the person that's right for this relationship because you cannot control her, but you can control you. And in working on those pies, you're going to be the best person you can be. You guys were attracted to each other once. Something broke down in there that affected the emotional connection and and everything else followed. If you get back to that, there's a – first of all, you'll be healthy for yourself and for your kids. But then beyond that, it could be something that she recognizes of, whoa, this is different. Something's unique about that Mm -hmm. and gives her an opportunity to revisit, to relook, to take another look at the relationship, who you are, who you both are in there, um, and maybe see some fresh vision for what the future can be. Uh, I'd like to give you more. I just can't give you more without knowing really a lot of specifics, and we don't have the time for that today. I apologize. But but you're not going to go wrong by by being an expert at this. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, too many people discounted it at our clients. Mm -hmm. They, you know, well, you know, I'm working on my pies, but no, you're not. (laughs) You got to get on that and work on it Mm -hmm. because they're the foundation, really, of what's going to happen in that relationship. So that's the best I could offer you right now, my friend. And and I would encourage you to get some representation and what i mean by that is you don't have to acquire a lawyer but if she's already filed then at that point you may um you may want to at least find out what you need to do and your rights are and stuff like that mm-hmm. okay all right Very well. thank you sorry about that thank thanks you. for your call we appreciate it thank you aaron well thank you jim for being with me today well, it was my pleasure i just really got to be a part of this and to hear where these folks yeah. are mm-hmm. you know and um i never tire of of seeing the potential that's out there you know mm-hmm. Kimberly you talked earlier about how people focus mm-hmm. and what their focus is and we were talking about motives at that time but you know I think in the middle of our insanity um, one of the powerful things about Shannon is she never lost her vision of what could be mm-hmm. now let me be clear about that that didn't mean there weren't days she mm-hmm. didn't have hope or there weren't days sure. she maybe did that, that she wanted to quit mm-hmm. it just meant as a long haul looking forward and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. she never gave up in that right and you know folks you're standing out there you may have days that just the clinical term for that is they suck yeah <laughs> they're just bad And there's no excuse for it. It's not fair. There's no reason. And you really have a choice at that point. Mm -hmm. I always tell people, get mad, get over it. Get sad, get over it. Deal with the emotion. Just don't stay there. And keep your vision ahead of what the potential Mm -hmm. can be in this. Because Mm -hmm. no matter where you are, no matter how bad it is, I have seen people further Mm -hmm. come through and have an amazing relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to encourage you to stay focused and, uh, and, and, and be a part of the process. And everything about the pies, using this time to make you a better person, mm-hmm. no matter what the circumstances are going on around you. We have seen it, Jim, time and time again, where you can have two people in a almost the same situation mm-hmm. and one person just 
shrivel. I mean, they, they just, they don't use this as an ability to grow. They use mm-hmm. it as an ability to, to kind of die mm-hmm. where they just stay at home all the time. They stop talking to people. They, they don't get what they need to grow during this time, but you have someone else who takes it and it says, I'm going to focus on me. It doesn't matter what that circumstances that's around me. I'm going to make me a better person through this. And it never, never, never stops being where the person who works on themselves and makes the best of the situation, even though we can't guarantee their marriage is going to be saved, Mm -hmm. that they always will end up succeeding. Without a doubt. Doesn't mean their marriage will be saved, but they are going to be a better person for it. Exactly. Exactly. Every time. Every time. And that's all of you can do that by working on your pies. It's something available right now to every single person, which is so cool. Well, Jim, again, thank you. Thank you to our callers. Be sure to like us and follow us on YouTube. We're releasing new videos every single week. You can do that at youtube.com slash marriage helper. You can also subscribe to this as a podcast on Google Play or on Apple iTunes. So if you can't join us live on a Monday, then you can always listen to the replay at any time. And as always, we are here for you. We have workshops, online courses, and coaching that is available from no matter where you live. Um, All across the world, we have clients Mm -hmm. that are connecting with us and seeing amazing results in themselves and in their marriage. And we have another workshop. We have them coming up every other week this year. So we have one happening next weekend. If you want any more information about anything that we can do to help you, you can visit us online at marriagehelper.com or you can call our office that has real people who answer the phone (laughs) (laughs) at 866-903-0990 because we honestly just care very much about every single one of you, about your marriages and about the future that's, that is in store for you, no matter what happens, but we're going to help you fight for your marriage Mm -hmm. as long as you're willing to fight for your marriage until next week. Have a great week. We're here for you and we'll see you next time. Take care.